Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome to another edition of 1111 Talk Radio. There are so many exciting things happening. I am just bursting at the seams. I hope that you've been tuning in to my new daily diary. You can find that on YouTube or any of my social media at Simran Singh 1111. Also, connect to 1111 Magazine. That is my free gift to humanity, and it comes out bi-monthly. You can sign up for your free lifetime subscription at my website, which is 1111mag.com or simran-sing.com. And now that I've gotten that bit of business out of the way, I am so excited about the guest today. I received this book entitled Sacred Sexual Union, The Alchemy of Love, Power, and Wisdom, and it just filled my heart. I have always been one that has loved the work of Rumi and have desired my own lover and beloved experience, and I just engage in that every single day, that romance that is is here for us and here for our soul, and this book speaks to it every step of the way. So I can't wait to get into this fully. The author is Anaya Sophia, and it began for her on the steps of the Basilica of the Sacred Heart in Paris, where at a tender age of seven, she miraculously laid eyes on the beloved masquerading as a beggar. In that timeless moment that continues to live within her breath, she saw the original creation and our fall from the metaphorical Garden of Eden. And she also saw the process of our separation from God. And as she continued to look into his eyes, she sensed this overwhelming love of God pouring out of the man towards her, and with that glance was able to connect with the other other half of her soul. And the entire book is this amazing outpouring of how we truly can tap into the alchemy of love, power, and wisdom and achieve that dynamic connection. Anaya Sophia is a qualified kundalini yoga teacher and an Initiated priestess of the Rose Line, part of the Grail lineage. She leads workshops throughout the world on the alchemy of love and womb wisdom. And she is the author of Open Your Heart with Kundalini Yoga and The Pilgrimage of Love and the co-author of Womb Wisdom. She lives in London, and the book that we're speaking about today is Sacred Sexual Union, The Alchemy of Love, Power, and Wisdom. So without further ado, welcome, Anaya, to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Thank you so much, Simran, and what a very warm welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I, I always pick books for the show and for the magazine that really touch me, but this one went even deeper. It just, I wanted to sink into every page and, and, and the words you use, initiation and, and how we go about the process and, and the, the flame and, and just the whole romance and union that takes place throughout this book. It is just, I think, the romance that each and every soul on the planet is actually truly longing for. Yes, yes, yes. So tell me a little bit about the beginning of your journey and what really led to this very, very profound book and and in terms of your own uh, sacred sexual union. Well, for me, I've always been enraptured by what I would call uh, the more Gnostic aspect of Christianity. And um, what really caught my imagination were these rapturous states that I would read of St. Catherine of Siena or St. Teresa of Avila. And, of course, you know, we see that same rapturous state, um, the poetry of Rumi and other various Sufi mystical poets. And I needed to know how that happened. I I was experiencing this happening within me, within my own private meditation or yogic practice or shamanic journeying. But what I was interested in, obviously the million-dollar question, how do I prolong this experience and how do I have it with another? And um, I must say... Um, I I, am very blessed to have a very logical, intelligent, masculine mind with a very gregarious, passionate thirst for experience. And so um, because of this blessing, I was able to actually look at the physical body, particularly the brain, and all the various states we can get ourselves into so that we could, in fact, do that, prolong the experience, and learn how to share it with another, hence hence the title, Sacred Sexual Union. Well, and I think that when you speak about that uh, desire for experience and that enthusiasm that so obviously comes through you, you, you speak in the book about the carriers of the flame and how some of those qualities are this endless enthusiasm or outpouring of love or spiritual fire and, and this desire to go into that. Talk a little bit about how we become carriers of that flame so that we can enter into that kind of alchemical marriage. Well, at the moment, I feel, when I say the carriers of the flame, I feel that these are beings, people, men and women, young and old, who right from an early age absolutely carried that knowingness. So whenever I speak about the carriers of the flame, if you are one at this level of consciousness, you absolutely know it in your being. For some mysterious reason, you incarnated here with that, what I call that divine spark. I feel we all have the divine spark, but at the moment, 2013, there's a certain percentage who can actually say, yes, I have the divine spark, and, and I'm awake, I'm aware of it. I absolutely believe in the future that's just going to become more and more commonplace. 
But at the moment, these carriers of the flame, it's kind of like um, a quiet, secret knowing. You know that there's something alive and bubbling and rumbling throughout you, throughout your being, and you're here because you have to nourish that. You simply have to water and feed that. And um, all the other, you know, aspirations in life, like marriage and children and careers and successes, these things don't touch that hunger. That is not what you're programmed for. And the mm. carriers of the flame, they, their only nourishment are these, what we're calling these ecstatic states, these prolonged ecstatic states. And I also have another feeling about the carriers of the flame. It's not just for their experience. They need, they desire, they long to share. So it's, um, you, you have this aliveness within you for your own joyful personal experience, but very soon that sort of breaks down and spills over into like a, a communal contribution. Now, a lot uh, of I, I really is... do want to just go back and say it's not, uh, it's only because we're in this 2013, the beginning of this, this turn of the shift. I do want... absolutely believe in some, in some uh, short future, everybody will be very, very switched on and aware that they're carrying this beautiful golden radiance. And I think to get to the point where we can open to that beautiful golden radiance that we all do carry and perhaps are unawakened to, we have to get beyond certain belief systems about things such as how we perceive sexuality and spirituality. And I'd love for you to speak on the distinction between uh, sacred sexual union and its use and and support in our spirituality versus the belief that many people may have in terms of if I'm spiritual, I, I have to be more celibate, or some people have a belief that sexuality is wrong. And I'd like to right. talk a little bit about that because especially being a kundalini teacher and understanding that kundalini fire that rises up, our sexuality in a sense is also part of the way that we move towards awakening and enlightenment too. Absolutely. Um, for me, I always knew that sexuality was a very key component in this uh, ecstatic, rapturous union. So I began to explore Tantra, you know, as crossing over slightly from Kundalini Yoga and into Tantra. And I found out within literally three or four circles, three or four gatherings, this was not it. This, for me, Tantra was very limited. It was limited to the sexual uh, um, signature of our being. What I felt was that this sexuality was simply one aspect of three forces. And that's what I started to do. I started to just, um, just take away that sexual element and just call it the sexual force. And then I was uh, working with the uh, the force of the heart, so the bhakti nature, the devotional nature, and I was calling that the love force. And then I was working with the aspect of the third eye and consciousness and awareness and navigation and visioning, and I just called that the consciousness force. And so this, the whole book, Sacred Sexual Union, is um, an application of these three almighty forces within humankind, which is sexuality, tenderness, and consciousness. 
Mm. And when I was exploring sex, um, Tantra, I felt that there was two massive elements that was missing. Because, you know, going back to those, those roomy, uh, those roomy um, sonnets and ecstatic poet, poetry, I was, I was asking myself, where is this longing? Where is this yearning? Where is this rapturous bhakti alongside and within the sexual kundalini force? And where is the consciousness? Where is the prayer to God in all of this? Where is this, you know, Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father, take me, like we see in St. Catherine of Siena, St. Teresa of Avila. So that's when I realized, you know, practicing both Eastern Tantra and Neo-Tantra, I realized very quickly, oh my goodness, what I'm longing for is not yet here. And so I had to sort of figure it out myself and, and create this this process myself of combining all three forces rather than just one. My guest today is Anaya Sophia, and she is the author of Sacred Sexual Union, The Alchemy of Love, Power, and Wisdom, Jesus and Mary Magdalene, Rumi and Shams, King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba, Isis and Osiris. In these sacred unions, we recognize the merging not only of twin souls, but also of these lovers with the divine. In sacred sexual union, Anaya shows this holy marriage. Complete reunification with your twin soul and God is not a secret reserved for the initiated or tradition lost to the ages. It is a potent, living spiritual path, enabling two beloveds to experience the primordial state of creation as one soul blessed by the divine light and love of their creator. You can connect more with Anaya at AnayaSophia.com. That's A-N-A-I-Y-A-S-O-P-H-I-A.com. We'll be right back with more of this beautiful discussion with Anaya Sophia. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. 
Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I'd like to begin this next segment with Anaya Sophia in discussion of her book, Sacred Sexual Union, with a beautiful prayer that she has written in her gratitude section. There are numerous writings in here that are absolutely stunning, and so if you just take a moment to close your eyes and take a breath, allow yourself to take in these words and see if this is something that your heart is also asking for. Dear Mother, Father, God, I pray to you with a sincere, pure longing within my soul to reach and connect with you, my Creator. I humbly pray to receive your divine love into my soul as I venture into the dark pastures of my past, as I reclaim my consciousness of where I am still holding the wounds of love. Please, God, please fill me with your divine truth so I may fully come to realize and feel where I still feel a sense of betrayal, denial, judgment, separation, and abandonment. I cannot do this without you, Mother, Father God. Help me to connect with my true feelings around these wounds so I may wash clean the error from which my soul, so I may authentically be able to one day truly connect with my soul half in the masculine, feminine form without carrying this injury. Dear Mother, Father, God, it is my sincere prayer to become whole and innocent again so I may shine forth your love and truth everywhere within my life. I truly love you with my whole heart, and I rejoice for the day when I know that I am with you constantly. Amen. Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Anaya. That is such a beautiful... There are so many beautifully written poems and prayers within this book. And you can tell just the romance in that that you are seeking. I'd like to go back to the three paths of destiny. You speak about handmaidens and light bearers and sacred union and how these these have uh, different focuses. Talk a little bit about each one so that we can have an understanding of these people that are coming in or what we can awaken to ourselves. Okay. Well, for, for myself, I understand that a handmaiden is a woman who at a certain point in her consciousness is completely fulfilled to live this incarnation um, alone as such. But her, because she's carrying this, as, a, as we were saying, the, the carriers of the flame, because she's carrying this flame, she knows that her destiny, her, her sole purpose is to work in the field of sacred sexuality. Now, I really do mean this from the most sincere, earnest um, understanding of the soul in service of sacred sexuality. So this is not sexuality in service of sacred sexuality, but more coming through the soul. So she may find herself working in the areas of um, childbirth, midwifing, sexual matters, working with teenagers, working with men and women who've been sexually abused. She might be in the areas of gynecology. This particular area, she will be fully and wholly in service of bringing sexuality up to a higher octave and higher frequency of innocent expression. 
And, I, and this sexual innocence is absolutely what she is and what she is radiating. And, and I would say it is her desire that she wishes to see every man, woman, and child return back to that sexual innocence through either a hands-on or an energetic um, application to bring through a healing where that sexual innocence has been lost, fragmented, shattered, etc. So uh, an, um, a handmaiden is a woman who works in this, in this way with the fullness of her expression. Now, a light bearer, this is the masculine element. So this would be a man who is seen as a visionary, a pioneer. He has a very sharp and elevated sense of consciousness. He will be what we call downloading. So he will be constantly, constantly, constantly bringing through these innovative, cutting-edge, incredibly awesome ideas. Again, not for self, always for the community. So if we see the energetics of the light bearer, his energy will be very high and in the higher chambers of the system. So like, you know, the brain, the third eye, the higher octaves, the crown. Whereas the, the handmaiden, she will be working down in the lower aspects of the, of the system. So the now, Anaya, if I could stop you right there, because you said that the handmaiden is a woman and the light bearer is a man. And I just want to clarify, in the book you do specify also that it can be a more feminine man that is a handmaiden or a more masculine woman that is a light bearer. <laughs> Because in Western Absolutely. societies, we have Thank shifted so much. Yes, 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 yes. It's not really strictly man-woman. It's more like feminine-masculine. Wonderful. The feminine principle, obviously, in man and woman. Masculine principle in both man and woman. Now talk about sacred union. So sacred union is when you literally know that your sole destiny is to work with another. So you, you can feel the desire of the light bearer and the handmaiden, but you just know that you're on this life, in this moment, in this incarnation, to actually fully and completely merge with the other. Now, this, these feelings of sacred union, it's not, this isn't like a part-time venture. It's not something you're going to do at the weekend or something you might do with, you know, one year of your life. You burn, you long, you hunger for this experience 24-7. And when the partner arises that says, yes, game on, let's do this, this becomes the primary focus in life. So career, family, status, all that other stuff, that comes into secondary and third place. The sacred union is the spiritual path. It is the essence of life. It is everything that you contribute towards. Now, for us to achieve that or open ourselves to that kind of sacred union, we talked a little bit about the belief systems or the perspectives, especially in the West, that we have about sex or the way the media teaches us about our sexuality. So when you speak about the healing journey within the book, you're talking about the sexual healing journey and how that has to be really undertaken first in our own consciousness 
uh, to continue in this real true path of sacred sexual union. Talk a little bit about the importance of that initial sacred initiation and how that healing journey unfolds so that we can move beyond our belief systems about sexuality. Uh, right, okay. Well, as, I, as I've been saying, I have been researching this left, right, and center, east and west, young and old. And what I've found, Simran, there, it's very simple. It's very simple, but it's also very sad. What separates us sexually between the genders is distrust. Mm. We can actually just take it right down, strip it right down to one word. We don't trust each other. Men don't trust women, and women don't trust men. And of course, personally and collectively, there's many, many reasons why not to. And, you know, they're all very, very good reasons. So what I've done is I've, I've created a seven-step program, if you like. It's a little bit like the chakra system, but much, much smaller. It's seven veils or seven steps, shall we say, before we can really return back to our sovereign sexuality. And as we take these seven steps with our partners, we can actually go into consciously and emotionally go into the distrust, go into the jealousy, go into the rage, go into the light and dark rivers of sexuality, even Lilith, Anne, and, and Christ. Go into the wound of separation from Lemuria. Go into the abuse of masculine power of Atlantis and go into the abuse of feminine power of Egypt because it's all still in there. It's all still in there and it's all being acted out in this in this modern and present day life. Mm. So the sacred union is to use your own internal masculine as the navigator, so literally closing your eyes and being willing to look, that's your masculine part, and then the feminine part. So once you've looked, oh yes, that's right, I have some jealousy here. So my masculine part has just navigated and reported back. And then in I go, the feminine aspect. Now let me feel that. Let me feel that worst-case scenario, everything I've been running from my entire life. And with those prayers, like you beautifully spoke earlier, with, with the awareness, the full and rich, warm awareness of God listening in, you confess, if you like, that jealous feeling or that wrath or that anger or that distrust. You just open yourself right up and just commune, commune with the Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father, and just let it be touched, let it be seen, let it be healed, let it be felt. How beautiful. Is it possible that sacred sexual union based on conscious application of love, power, and wisdom could be the path to attain Christhood? Can hormonally driven sex be preventing men and women from rediscovering their innate non-dual perception? Perhaps the only way to discover the truth is to attempt to recreate the experience of the sacraments of the bridal chamber for ourselves within this amazing book, Sacred Sexual Union. You will not only discover the entrance to such a process, but also a guiding light that can only come from integrated direct experience. 
This new book offers guidance to attract your twin soul and unite with the divine, drawing on teachings from Gnosticism, Sufi mysticism, the Kabbalah, Kundalini yoga, sexual shamanism, the Egyptian mystery schools, and Christ consciousness. Anaya Sophia reveals the complete alchemical process of sacred union. She provides physical, meditative, and psychological practices that combine sacred sexuality, emotional intimacy, and transparent soul awareness to awaken the magnetic energies of your soul and draw your twin soul to you. You can connect with Anaya at AnayaSophia.com. We'll be right back with Anaya Sophia. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. My guest today is Anaya Sophia, and we are discussing her latest book, Sacred Sexual Union, The Alchemy of Love, Power, and Wisdom. She explores ancient writings and rituals of sacred union known as Heroes Gamos in ancient Samaria, sacred marriage in the Kabbalah, Yabyum in Tibetan Buddhism, and the bridal chamber in Gnostic Christianity, and offers examples of sacred union throughout the ages, including experiences from her own spiritual journey. More than a meditative or yogic practice, Sacred Sexual Union offers a transformative spiritual path to embrace the threefold flame of power, love, and wisdom, and satisfy your soul's longing for wholeness and reunion with the divine. We are entering a new renaissance, a time where women and men, a growing number of courageous men, are carrying the mantle of the divine feminine in a powerful and creative way. You should know these ones by the wisdom streaming through their eyes, the power pulsing from their wombs, and the love pouring through their hearts and souls. They have been shaped and carved by life, by living fully, dying consciously, and loving tremendously. This is from the book, Sacred Sexual Union by Anaya Sophia. 
Welcome back, Anaya. It's great to have you. I'd love to talk a little bit about how we become, how, how there are two guardians of sacred union that stand at the entrance of that and um, what these gateways are into uh, the initiations. Talk a little bit about that, please. Oh, yes, I know these guardians rather well. <laughs> so, um, for the feminine principle, so this can be a man or a woman, the ultimate the the, uh, the greatest fear that the feminine principle can face and must face is the fear of abandonment. Now, this abandonment isn't really limited to, you know, I, re- I don't want to be with you anymore, the relationship is over, I want you to leave. That is not it. This abandonment, this almighty abandonment, that, that really stands before the feminine at the, at the threshold of sacred union, is the feeling that she, he or she is going to be taken to the edge of the planet and pushed off. And there's this almighty free-falling throughout all time and space. And the lostness, the exile, is so cold and so dark and so lonely that the light of God, when he or she actually starts looking for that lost soul, cannot actually find him or her. That is as tremendous as this fear can get. As the um, the almighty fear that awaits and stands before the masculine principle upon the threshold of sacred union is this overwhelming fear that he or she is going to be consumed, completely engulfed, swallowed up, and annihilated, <laughs> so to speak, that if the masculine principle really goes into this union, then he or she is going to lose his or her identity forever. That this love, this intimacy, this connection will saturate him, consume, swallow, and he, she will be no more. And this is what the masculine and the feminine inside both of us, so you'll have to meet both of them. (laughs) Um, One will be stronger than the other, I'm sure. Um, But they have to be not only seen, consciously confessed and communicated with the partner, and then the willing surrender to just allow those fears to be embodied and to not move to absolutely not move and to just be tenderly okay and warm with the experience. And they literally, and this is what I've experienced, it's like a ghost. This phantom, this fear, comes into your system, completely embodies it, (laughs) and then when you don't move, when you're tenderly okay with everything that's going on with the body, it just moves out the back of you. And you're like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and, and you really don't care, but it's not, it's not a cold don't care. It's a warm, it's like, I don't care if this happens anymore. I'm in. Whatever, whatever happens, I'm in. There's no going back. And it really is, it is a tangible, palpable experience. And as we move into that experience with sexuality, is the key that's unlocking these gates really that power of Shakti, that that spark of creativity and that essence of life that's really bubbling up 
from us through that form of devotional love? Absolutely. I feel that it's the Shakti, it's the Kundalini that sets the foundation stone. It gives it gives the men what, what I would call balls, and it gives the women what I would call sovereignty or queen-like nature. So when the heart is quavering, you know, when there's a feeling of wanting to withdraw or, or tenderness or vulnerability or fragility coming up, you have this Shakti, you have this Kundalini as the as the anchor stone at the root, at the foundation of your being, and you just you just keep going forward. You keep going forward no matter if the fears are holding you by the shoulders and shaking you. Once you have um, really sincerely opened up the seven, seven gates and there is a return of sexual innocence, and that isn't dullness in any way. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. This sexual innocence is alive and it's warm and it's passionate and it's full of desire. And, and that literally becomes what I call the ring past knot. When that has awakened... It's awakened. It's always there, and it is a formidable and tremendous force and support. Now, when we get to that place where we've created that union within of our own masculine and feminine, that's when we kind of open the gate to truly attract that twin soul. Can you uh, go into a little bit about what the twin soul is, and can we have more than one? Because many people are not really in deep understanding of what that's all about. Okay. Well, again, you know, it's 2013 and it's very, very early days. <laughs> and I am so not an expert on these matters, although I have lived intense experiences. So all I can give at this moment is my own opinion. I have a feeling that there is this energy, there is this entity that's called the Beloved. And the beloved for me is the living prayer. It is the prayer that I have prayed since I was seven years old. So it's this prayer, I want to meet my soul half. I want to meet my brother. I want to meet my twin. Bring him to me. You know, Heavenly Mother, Father God, please let us be reunited. This prayer has taken on a shape. It's taken on an intelligence and a life form, and I call it the beloved. I feel that this beloved has guided and shaped me throughout my whole life to experience certain intimate relationships as well as ecstatic spiritual initiations. So it's not just about relationship. It's, it's relationship and the spiritual unfolding and, and opening. I feel at the end of the day, there is one twin flame. And for me personally, because I had that huge experience when I was seven, I feel my twin flame is the other being that I was first incarnated with, in the soul, that is, not, not in the body. I have always had this feeling that at the essence of my soul, there are actually two signatures. There's two identities there, one male and one female. And that's just simply how I am. <laughs> I was like that from an early age, and it just got stronger and stronger and stronger, that understanding. So for me, for this template, I feel there is one twin soul. 
and there are soul mates, so friends of the soul family that you may have uh, intimate relationships with, may not be romantic, just very, very close, intimate relationships that significantly change your life for the better. It may be a rough experience, it may be a blissful experience, but at the end or the closure of that relationship, something has happened to you and you have become more conscious, more elevated. So that person has served you. And that's what I call the soul mate, which literally means friend of the soul family. But at Mm. the end of the day, I do feel there is one twin flame and it is the beloved that literally guides you from one experience to the other. Until when you meet that twin flame, then the beloved sort of like drops into and fills up that twin flame, that being, with the beloved's essence. So it's almost as if the prayer itself that I have always spoken drops into that being and just merges and becomes that being, and then obviously the other merges, and then it's like a threesome. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And and it, it seems that we would have to um, make certain that we are constantly doing our own inner work and clearing our own energy field so that we truly are reflecting that highest vibration of a twin soul for ourselves, that that really is the only way we can have that quote-unquote sacred threesome is to really get um, get to the highest possible place that we are as an individual. Absolutely. And I do say to the, to the readers, work at the level of the soul. Work at the level of the soul and work at the level of the soul again. The soul is about longing. It's about yearning. It really is about dropping into that feeling of wanting to return home, wanting to go back to the Godhead, to the Creator, to the Ultimate One, the Nameless One, whatever we call it. It's not so much about wanting to hang, hang out with the Ascended Masters or the deities or the you know, the archangels, it's, it's about soul wanting to go back to insola. So divine child wanting to go back to heavenly parents. That feeling, that is the energy that bring, that orchestrates the reunion. I assure you, that part I am 100% clear on. So you work at the level of the soul, the soul companion shows up. So let's take a moment and really go into that longing. If you will close your eyes and just breathe and take your place into that longing deep into your heart and soul that longs that beloved, that longs that twin soul, that longs that sacred union, I'd like to read some amazing words from the book Sacred Sexual Union. And it starts off, I long for you. Will I ever reach the peace of earth or time and space where I can lay down at your feet this longing? that I have carried throughout the history of creation? Will I ever discover the shores of your soul where I can crawl on my hands and knees out of the tumultuous ocean into your arms for just one moment? Who are you that I speak of? What are you? Why do you haunt me so, tormenting me every waking awareness with your ungraspable presence from the setting of the sun until its first rays flicker at my eyelids once again? I see beauty in you as I become a mirror that cannot close its eyes to your longing to know me. 
I love you so absolutely that the only reason my heart beats is to know you more. Your glory breathes me, and I still want you closer than my breath. O gracious and eternal love, will the gift of my life be ever enough to lay at your feet? Thank you. Thank you for your presence in my life. And after much gratitude, the rapture that I hope to unfold is, how do I stand in this? This torment of knowing and not knowing you so deeply. All I can muster is a deep, wild devotion as I stretch myself out in homage to you. Do what you will. I am yours. Yours. Always and forever. Mm, Beautiful. This is Sacred Sexual Union, the Alchemy of Love, Power, and Wisdom. And it is more than a meditative or yogic practice. Sacred Sexual Union offers a transformative spiritual path to embrace the threefold flame of power, love, and wisdom and satisfy your soul's longing for wholeness and reunion with the divine. Anaya Sophia is a qualified Kundalini Yoga teacher and initiated priestess of the Rose Line, part of the Grail lineage. She is also the author of Open Your Heart with Kundalini Yoga, Pilgrimage of Love, and the co-author of Womb Wisdom. This book is Sacred Sexual Union, and you can find out more uh, at AnayaSophia.com. We'll be right back with Anaya. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. There are four Greek words for love that are important for us to understand so that we can feel into the different flows and to check that they are running, knowing that they are different facets of the one diamond. The Greek words for love are eros, agape, philia, and storge. However, to complete our path, we also need to add the word rapture. It's important to remember that this love is threefold in nature, love for the self, 
other, and God. I'm speaking with Anaya Sophia today, and this is from her book, Sacred Sexual Union, The Alchemy of Love, Power, and Wisdom. Anaya, let's talk about rapture. How do we get there? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> oh, rapture, gosh. Well, for me, what brings me into a state of rapture is music. Uh, some, let's just say someone like Lisa Gerard, you know, the um, the... Uh, the, the woman who does many soundscapes for Gladiator and Batman and things like that. But rapture, the actual word rapture mean, means to be uplifted, to be taken up. So what we're looking for, we're looking for those feelings. We're looking for that actual lifting of the emotional body sort of gets in and under the bottom of the heart and lifts it up uh, into the, the third eye and crown. And the only way I can do that is when I go into those ecstatic devotional prayers. But for me, you see, I have made God like a, bride, a bridegroom. He, she really is this one that I am going to marry, that I have been prepped and ready for. So this this God that I have the experience of is certainly not wrathful, is certainly not a man in a white dress, and is certainly not multi-universes away from me. This God is, when I'm lucky, when I'm filled with grace, this God can come into me as what I would call divine love. And for me, divine love is, when I feel it, I just start crying. I start crying from joy, from grace, from gratitude. And again, I've always been like that since I was a child. I was lucky to understand that this God is close. It's so close, and it's so tender, and it wants me as much as I want it. And, um, and, and again, you know, going through my teenage years, going through my early 20s, I realized at the club scene in London, in Soho in London, going to all the raves, <laughs> that I would actually go into states of rapture whenever that dance music came on. Because the lyrics were never about a man. They were never about a boyfriend or a girlfriend. These lyrics, these, these dance culture lyrics were about God. Was, was about this, this feeling that I have inside of me. So I used to go crazy. I would turn my dance into this, into this prayer. And um, so when, when I'm speaking about rapture, I'm encouraging the readers, what is it that makes you rapturous? What is it that elevates you, that lifts, that lifts the emotional body up? And I, I so get my that. Body, this is a strong force. Yeah, I so get that because I realized, you know, all of creation, whatever is creatively inspired by anyone, so often we think it's about this outside world, but if you really listen to the words and you replace God in all those things, that's what it's about. That's truly what our soul is longing for is that that amazing union of of that that divine love that we have been seeking. And yes, it would would uh be a, a wonderful experience here with another human in this physical form as an expression of that, but in the end, it is that sacred divine union with God as our bridegroom, just as you said. That yes. was amazing. There's a paragraph in here 
where you write that the transformation of the wounds of love happens within the deepest alchemical chambers of the heart, and it takes a blend of trust, faith, forgiveness, surrender, and service for one to willingly bear the process of rebuilding one's connection back fully to love God and the source. It, it seems that we must go there in order to be able to receive these states of ecstatic rapture and love fully, is we first must take those wounds in. Is that correct, Anaya? And it, does, it does seem so, Simran. Again, 2013, it does seem so. And this is the beautiful offering that is available with these conscious relationships. Um, at these early stages, I would say, you know, those five wounds, it's only a matter of time before they start showing themselves, whether it's actual a, a reality that's happening externally or a perceived threat or fear on, on, in the internal wound internal world, but um, I, I named them as betrayal, denial, judgment, separation, and abandonment. So whether they are imagined or, you know, really happening out there, in conscious relationship, you can literally befriend each other through that wilderness. So let's just say I'm filled with a sense of betrayal because my my partner has you know, uh, falling for another woman and we're having a conscious relationship and he's admitting, yes, you know, I, I love her. I wish to be with her for a certain amount of time. And then I'm coming back. <laughs> well, what I'm saying to the readers is, readers, if you want God more than anything, if you know that you are destined to go into this ecstatic state of sacred union with your bridegroom, with the Godhead, well, here we are. Here we are. We have a living experience of betrayal here. Are you willing to go through it? Staying loving, staying truthful, and staying, and here's the key word, and it's paradoxical, staying with the fullness of trust. Trusting this initiation is going to open up what I call the Christed heart, the sacred heart. And, of course, the same thing, let's just say, with judgment. Let's just say you're filled with judgment. You know, there is an external reflection. Your beloved, who is absolutely judging you, this is not, um, this is not a fear, this is not um, an illusion. It is real. So, because you want God more than anything, you want this sacred union, you want to move through these limited thought and feeling forms, and so you walk into the field of judgment with this almighty sense of forgiveness to self, other, and to the divine. And that's the beauty of these conscious relationships, when the other can reflect back to you and say, yes, I'm very aware this is happening for us right now. How do we move through this together? Because we want God more than anything, more than each other, in fact. Can you see what I'm saying? There's a, there's a, a real sort of tint with that new understanding. You're together because you both want God and the union and the rapture more than anything. And you are actually befriending each other through this journey. Absolutely. And of course, that wanting God more than anything, that will dilute and change shape as you start to shape shift into that reality. 
you know, you, you really are creating a sacred sexual union with the divine. And then literally your partner and the divine, there's not really much difference between them anymore. And of course yourself. So the three elements actually eventually turn into just one living wholeness. Mm, that's beautiful. There's so much in this book. She goes into the orgasmic heart. She goes into the bodies of light and how you access those ten bodies of light. It is just filled with some beautiful, beautiful information. And we have run out of time, unfortunately, so I'd like to end it with one final gift that Anaya gives in the book. And it is, as you enter the bridal chamber, she has written some really beautiful words that I'd love to share with you. And it is a vow that you can place your own name in uh, when you complete this. So if you'd like to close your eyes and take a breath again, you can, you can take in these words so that you understand that this is the path you can get to when you follow the sacred sexual union of the book uh, that Anaya has created. I vow to my beloved king and husband for the rest of my life and existence to stand beside you planted firmly in the ground upon which we stand to love and honor you, to love you as God loves us, to hold your heart as our child, to always love and welcome God as the third being, to stand in the fire with you, to hold in our relationship within the sacred circle, to love you through all of life presents to us, to fill our lives with happiness, joy, and laughter. And the final gift that she gives as you enter into the bridal chamber is to behold the rites of love where you follow the path that has been laid out for you and what you will finally seek. The first promise is to God, your mother and father. It represents your most divine destiny and purpose. What you've come to accomplish in the image of your creators is the reason for your incarnation, the purest intention of your soul. This promise is found within your wisdom flame and consciousness. The second promise is to your soul half and the soul family within which you were created and that you will belong to through eternity. It represents your relationship to each of the 144 souls in your family, how you have agreed to assist them in their mission and they in yours. This promise is found within your love flame and your heart. The third promise is to yourself. It represents how you desire to learn and grow and love within the context of this incarnation. This promise is found within your flame of your power and your sexuality. Our truth has been in darkness for too long, and love conquers all. This is from Anaya Sophia's book, Sacred Sexual Union. You can connect with her at anayasophia.com, and I urge you to get this. It is a beautifully written book, and it has very, um, is very filled with, with amazing wisdom. So definitely access that for yourself. Next week, my guest is James Olson, and we're going to be talking about the whole brain path what the left and right brain are here to do and how to bring them into wholeness. Until then, I hope you have a good week. I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Shift happens.